Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we'll punch your stinking heart out if you don't think the greatest television show of all time is the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 88th episode in the series, Blind Date. That was a hell of an intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the delivery. I, I pick up a thing or two. <laughs> there is something that's just like, it's so innocent, but also really intense about saying, punch your stinking heart out. <laughs> right? There's some power to that. <laughs> it's exactly. A lot of heft. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you think of this one? Um, I really like it. I will tell you the first thing I took away is um, what a frequently used plot device a, a blind person, and particularly like a main character dating a blind person, yeah, um, is. And I the other episode that immediately came to mind was um, there's one in, in the nanny, oh. and um, it is um, it's in season four. It's the first episode of season four of the nanny. And basically, like, it's very similar. Fran um, and Val are in a bar, and they happen to be next to a blind guy, and they strike up a conversation, and, like, mm-hmm. whatever, Fran. And um, this guy who's played by Jason Alexander, who's very good. He's a oh. great guest star in this episode. Um, they end up dating, but, you know, it doesn't work out. Um, and it's it ends up it ends up a little bit differently than Andy, for sure, but there is a similar um, bit of, like, Fran nobody can believe that this guy who doesn't value physical appearance will be with Fran and Fran's not even sure why he oh, likes her and blah, blah, blah. And it's gotcha. like, it's very similar to how, how Blanche feels. I would say Blanche's is much of a deeper, <laughs> a deeper storyline, <laughs> but you know, same deal. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I am a big nanny fan, but I'm not as well versed in the entire repertoire. Um, <laughs> so that's great. That's awesome. Sorry. I had to sneeze. <laughs> oh, I thought that was laughter. <laughs> It started us laughing. But... That was really cute. Oh my god, my sneezes are like huge guffaws. Um, guffaw, dainty sneeze. Yeah, dainty. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I didn't want my salad anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, my first takeaway was that Hulu again has the fucking episode title wrong. It is not the blind date. It's blind date. Okay. This mm. isn't Seinfeld. We don't have to start everything with the. Yeah. Um, I literally wrote it down, like, as I'm watching on Hulu, and I just, you know, write writing in my notes, and I was like, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> and then you I have to reach out. Like, yes, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I know, I gotta reach out again to complain. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Blind anyway. a much better title, too. It's not like it's, um, exactly. not equal. Yeah. They didn't go on one, like, Jesus right. Christ. And they, it was Multiple times. Date. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, it's good. It's, yeah, it's a good pun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really, I, I, I enjoy this episode because I think one, I do enjoy, and again, it is, as you said, a trope of this era, but I also think it's a trope of this era for good reason of where a lot of shows were trying to bring, you know, like disabilities of all types mm-hmm. into the forefront. And I think, to my mind, like, you know, all of this stuff, we've, we already have had Dr. Jonathan Newman and we, you know, we've got, we've got Ted Tanner and, you know, uh, and all of, you know, those relationships have their own complications. And I think specifically with what, what they were doing with those characters was that they were trying to make them more complicated and like, you know, Jonathan Newman's got this Jewish thing and then, you know, like a complication or a wrinkle of all his potential relationships. And of course, Ted is a, a jerk and all of this stuff. And, and the fun thing about John is like, he actually just gets to be a really nice guy. And like, in yeah. fact, Dorothy's like, the best relationship you've been in in five years and i i just i also i just really like how how they play his character because it doesn't feel like 
he's just a um it doesn't feel like he's a token where it doesn't feel like you're like oh well obviously if she dates a blind man he has to be perfect in every way you know like it doesn't right. feel like that he just plays it like he's just a very self-assured awesome guy who's extremely handsome and like just knows what he wants and like understands and has empathy for the fact that some people can't get it immediately and uh yeah anyway yeah. i think <clears throat> this all the the disability stuff to me like le- you know leading up to the 1990 americans with disabilities act i think this is part we see it in sitcoms like doing its work right in public consciousness just like so many other sort of social justice issues that this show covers this is just but another right yeah that's a that's a really good point and i think um I feel like that I thought about it this time when I was watching and, you know, they have that little bit with John where he um, talks about how he spilled red meat on his jacket and he doesn't want the dry cleaner. He's, he's gauche. <laughs> <He's> gauche. <laughs> but it's very charming. You know, he's like such yeah. a nice guy. And he's even like at the end when he's with um, Big Bud Elaine and he's like, um, <laughs> you know, like it's normal for him to be dating someone else. And he's very nice to Blanche when she shows up and he's super yes. respectful and he just like you're you're totally yeah, he right introduces I think he is them. Like yeah a, I mean it's amazing. but he's not like pathetic you know like he's not <clears throat> right. like I don't know I think he's he's a very charming guy I wish we wish we saw more of him <laughs> exactly exactly um <laughs> are you blinded by my beauty Oh, um, God. We, do have, we do have that you know bit which is very similar to the shrimp of course. Uh, yeah maybe. or like he's a priest isn't he um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think it's you know it's really it's very very cute i think it's really um uh, it's just it's a good storyline and i think it is it's annoying how blanche goes back back to the jerk off guy because she can't yeah. handle the fact that she doesn't know why john likes her but I love that Dorothy and Rose pounce on her for it. <laughs> yeah, know, and it's I, very, like, it's very understandable. You know, I think it actually yes. is pretty revealing that Blanche is, um, you know, what Dorothy says when Rex is around, she says, like, you know, underneath that exterior is, like, a little girl or whatever. And I feel like you really oh, right. you see yeah. that sometimes, but you don't always, it's not often from Blanche just out and out saying it. And they feel right. like that's kind of what she's saying when she's like, I don't know why he likes me. It's like, she's not actually all that confident in who she is. She's very confident in how she looks, but there's more, you know, like there's a little girl under there. <laughs> that's so true. It's so funny. So I had just recently, I have a couple of notes compiled from some of the like early reviews of the show and like debut, you know, of the Golden Girls, like back in 85. And there's a quote, I think it's from the New York Times article on it um where it's like i think the new york times article is called nbc's golden girls gambles on grown-ups which is so funny because it feels like a fucking new york post title yeah Yeah. um but there's a quote in it from miss mcclanahan Mm. and she says i think it's important to show that when people mature they add layers they don't just turn into other creatures so the truth is we all still have our child our adolescent and our young woman living in us and like how apt is that compared to what you like just said i mean that's exactly right and that's the that is the many layers of all of these characters but specifically with blanche she's got this really scared (laughs) you know like child within her wow yeah so Rue McClanahan felt the same there you go um I obviously love the other story of Rose coaching football I love when she comes in she's talking about the laziest team she's ever seen in her life (laughs) (laughs) oh 
it's so good anytime you know we every time she's competitive it's great but I do particularly like like with this and with the Jenny Lewis episode of like when Rose gets to be mean to kids it's like there's something <laughs> about it that is so delightful it's so funny yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's really amazing oh my god um, I do, I do want to talk about, uh, we have to give some, um, uh, props to another Golden Girls podcast, the Golden Girls Sports Podcast, mm-hmm. because they absolutely cover this scene, you know, and, and Rose coaching football in depth, um, in multiple episodes, I believe, but it's a really, I mean, talk about a niche, like, you know, of, yeah. of, like <laughs> of taking this actual, um, show and really, you know, bring it to the forefront of like these very specific things, but yeah, Rose in sports is pretty epic. Um, and there's also another great article um, on this college football site called Every Day Should Be Saturday. <laughs> That's actually the coaching lessons of the Golden Girls. And it's funny because they take a bunch. It's mostly about Rose and Sophia and this episode. But it's amazing because they actually are looking at the chalkboard that she is using when she's planning all those plays. And, and Dorothy's like... You know, they spent less, you know, Eisenhower spent less chalk planning D-Day. Is that, like, they actually are looking at what she's drawing and being like, Rose uses the Saban technique. (laughs) It's it's it's, it's really interesting, like, uh, you know, to actually, again, when you really know about this shit, to, like, read into it. um, It's just another great take and just reminds me, again, similar to our fan episode a couple episodes back, it's just like, I just so delight in the fact that other people delight in this show. And the more people you talk to about the show, the more perspectives you get on it. And you like, you have all these pieces that you never thought of before, which is obviously why I love talking to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> and recording sure. ourselves for posterity for everybody else's enjoyment. But um, I, I, it's really like one of those things where you're like, oh my God, like, obviously you have to know about football and then you would read into what she's doing on the chalkboard and decide whether or not it's really real and if it is really real explaining it it's just right. it's so cool there's a whole that's a whole piece there and exactly because like i've watched this episode a million times and obviously like i'm taking notes on it and i never ever ever thought to look at what was on the chalkboard i was like i'm not gonna get that you know like, right. that's what i mean it's like it's not it. for you that's not no. your area of but expertise. it's cool I'm glad yeah they did that it's so great. It's so great. Um, um, yeah. One thing that is for me is the series of Dan Quayle burns that are going to come up. Remember when he like, used to be the dumbest politician? Wow. I know. Well, I mean, he couldn't even spell potato. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Also, Weight Watchers get slammed. Man. Mm, I know. What was this? Broccoli all gratin, like geez. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, who who did somebody wrong? Like by you know somebody somebody really must have had it in the break room or something like that. I was like, yeah, it just feels feel like, like something that would make is, the stock um, go down. This is when it was really like those things were happening. You know, like the lean cuisines by any other yeah. name. That's like how you lose weight <laughs> <laughs> by any other name. <laughs> he made it sound romantic there. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. So can we talk about the, the scene where Blanche is in the bar? Meets yeah, John. the gay bar that Clayton went to. <laughs> I had the same thing in my notes. <laughs> I'd rather date you, lady. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I do love how, you know, she has that great interaction with the bartender where she's like, 
so hilariously condescending to him where she's just like do you see how i keep interrupting you (laughs) it actually like reads kind of sweet like in a way but it also is just like so rough (laughs) it's like the golden girl just like wanted to be cheers for like three minutes totally switch to this like totally and I mean, such a great line. He's like, you told me to buy you anything you like. She's like, really? Then get out your phone book and open it to the jewelry section. Yes. <laughs> I think it's really amazing. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really good line. Um, um, also, John's supposed to have red wine, but like... What is it? What is he, I have is he drinking too. Campari? That's what I wrote. Oh my God. Cranberry juice? Like what? Because they both have the same drink, except hers in different glasses. Hers seems to have a lot of fruit in hers. Blanche's <laughs> drink seems to have a lot of fruit, so I thought maybe yeah. it was like sangria maybe i don't know it's just like all they had red food coloring it could be yeah. like red wine <laughs> the spill is a little bit like stan stacking the takeout containers in the hospital a few episodes back yes it's, it's, not, it's, like, it's not as well choreographed as some other physical bits <laughs> and unlike that scene they had to actually have the camera on them so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that bit of physical comedy didn't really play out exactly yeah oh god too funny but it is it's really sweet and i think to your point about cheers and actually even a couple episodes back when we talked about the scene with Catherine and Dorothy in the bar it's like there is something about the sitting at the bar from a like blocking perspective where you don't have to have the characters necessarily look at each other obviously Blanche Mm -hmm. and John are looking at each other more but part of this idea is that they meet in a bar and they're sitting next to each other they don't have to look at each other and that's why they're talking on the side and that's why Blanche doesn't realize that he's blind so I mean right. there's there's a like there's it's it's a good it's a good conceit that that happens you know and I assume is that the same way it happens in the nanny? exact same way it happens <laughs> in the nanny yeah <laughs> well, at least it was several years later they copied yeah. off the golden girls but um but there is something about that right like that is a fun yeah. um interplay and in how you could have characters interact that you couldn't normally have them interact in a different setting right yeah and like of course Blanche has to leave first and then the bartender just has um you know john the stick yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly what is it actually called it's cane sorry i was like yeah. the stick no that's not right <laughs> yeah. jesus christ yeah. um i do think it's very cute of like looking at the napkin my numbers on it you know, like, I know. that was really nice and like again giving like credence to john here where he actually is just a real guy and so empathetic and such a good non-pathetic way is that you know where he he actually acknowledges at the end he's like you're gonna think i'm a hypocrite because we literally started our interaction where she thought he was like just jumping on that you know like ditch train (laughs) getting up train kind of thing and it's just fascinating um but i really want to know who stood him up i know i know he was said it was heartbroken so somebody i know some music lover (laughs) (laughs) yeah also love that also that is every golden girls fans like canon of like you know like that what a good code (laughs) exactly oh my god it's great and it's so funny because obviously like being an asshole about body size is not our thing but like it actually is really funny (laughs) no but i think i would say it in a good way i'd be like oh yeah that woman who started is really pretty a real music lover you know (laughs) yeah exactly no exactly yes i mean yes big asses are great that's what i'm talking about i don't think it's necessarily meant that way in no not here (laughs) in this particular exchange (laughs) yeah exactly not for blanche elaine but um it's yeah it's pretty hilarious um but yeah i think it's just it's a very sweet interaction um all around it's very sweet when she comes back to him and meets him again when he's about to you know have his date with music lover 
And again, he just, he understands, right? And even if he is frustrated by that, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the Al thing where he's like, it's not the first time I've heard it. Um, Where like, there's something about you, whether it's irrevocable that you didn't choose, like being blind, or if it's your profession, like Al being a cop. And, you know, it's a pattern in your life and it's a sacrifice you have to make and you have to have trade-offs. And part of that trade-off is that it makes things like dating sometimes more difficult given how the other person may feel about it. And I think John is just really, um, he's uh, admirable in the way he handles it because even if he's privately like, oh, this is the fucking 50th time some woman has said this to me or, you know, she can't handle it. You're sort of like sure enough about yourself again in the same way that al is like he's disappointed for sure but he's just like this is life yeah (laughs) it's okay yeah it's okay i got another date you know what i mean and i i think that that's really um it's admirable because it's played off not in a way where he's not like pretending he has no emotion about it i guess but just in a way that he's sort of done the emotional work for himself already yeah, and I think that um, I really like how Blanche and um, John leave off, like how he's like, oh, I'll call you next week. And like he yeah. accepts her apology, but it's not like, oh, I'm not going to go on this date with this woman that I've made a plan. Like he doesn't right. drop everything. And also like it's not inappropriately sped up. You know, it's like, yeah, we'll Correct. continue to see each other. It is like, I don't know, maybe the only time <laughs> that I feel a relationship on this show moves at like a... A regular uh, pace? Understandable pace, yeah, exactly. Um, but you're right but I in think that, that's too. Nice too. I, I, never, um, I never thought about the fact that, of how, well, like, uh, never articulated the fact that, you know, in my mind of how nice it is that he doesn't just say, like, oh, sorry, Elaine, I'm going with this person. Right. Because that's, like, such a melodramatic thing that a sitcom would do yeah. with, like, characters in love or, you know, right. like, meant exactly. to be or whatever. It's, like... No, that's exactly how it would play in real life. Like, no, yeah. I mean, you had your chance and I'll call you next week. But right now I'm going to enjoy this woman and see how this goes. Yeah. Because she's like here right now. The right thing to do, you know, like. In yes, all being right For yourself. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a it's a good um, it's like a healthy romance for Blitch for once. Although, I mean, in, I guess also that is part of what makes it healthy is like it does call for a little bit of self-reflection, as we said. And like, yes. you know, she's forced to really evaluate what she likes about herself that isn't her looks and I think that like you know that's part of what we were saying like that can be a little bit scary um and I think her friends react in a appropriate way but it is interesting to see like how mad they get it reminds me of oh man like the day after yeah right yeah where where Dorothy's like what's the point you're just gonna do what you want anyway it's like whoa yeah you're the one who's blind whoa whoa It's really intense. I mean, it's some good, tough love for sure. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but what's interesting is, like, it does actually, like, compare this to the end of the curse episode, right? A couple seasons mm-hmm. back. Like, they've already, this is, this is again, you know, just as Dorothy and Stan's relationship, just as Dorothy and Blanche's jealousy relationship. Like, Blanche will always have to go through this. This is just her journey for life forever. And there's always going to be a time when this comes up. This is one of her biggest insecurities and vulnerabilities. And so it's kind of funny that they actually have, like, they're so understanding. Like, not not understanding and, like, they're always asking her questions in End of the Curse, but they're more understanding and empathetic. Whereas here, they're just like, we've fucking heard it before. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, when she gave up Jake. 
and they're so in, like annoyed yeah, it's the same oh vibe God, here right. because they know that john is such a catch and they see her do it again yeah. and they're like you motherfucker we don't have anybody and you have right. this sitting on a golden platter and you're throwing it away and really true to life i feel like how your best friends would react how best yes. friends would react when somebody continues to sort of self-sabotage like you can't Absolutely. you can't actually make people change their behavior it must be so frustrating to watch somebody like hurt themselves over and over again. over and over when you know what the solution is right yeah i mean it's 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 all very true to life so i actually i was kind of like whoa they're really getting intense but like kind of necessary oh know? yeah and totally understandable from their perspective yeah. for sure um all right so let's talk about freddie leone who i <laughs> love he's so cute i know so cute <laughs> poor billy haskell billy haskell reminds me a little bit of um billy elliott i feel like the little oh my god kind of i think it's face. kind of like how small he is but this kid yeah. um this kid was in every fucking show in the 80s yes, and 90s. oh my really god was. holy shit what the what the hell is this guy's name uh i'll figure it out but anyway continue always playing characters named billy i feel like um yeah, but it's so funny. And I, uh, the little kids getting weighed for a football game is something that, like, what a weird thing. But I guess, like, how do you appropriately group kids of that age group? And, like, a, such a physical sport as tackle football, which is fucking crazy that kids know, that little right? play tackle football. But, like, my brother played football, and I, was, I cheerleaded for one year. And so I remember that, like, weird, what a weird thing of, like, all of the boys had to get weighed. And, like, if they were too big, they couldn't play. Yeah, yeah right? Weird. Oh it's very strange. The part where, well, the multiple parts, where she has him cheat. Oh, my God. <laughs> and yeah, the come back and they have all of them. I told it's you just, it wouldn't work. Oh, my <laughs> so God. Cute. It's perfect. It's just like, yeah, that's some good. What, what does she say? Like, you're some good fourth grade logic? She says, like, you're beginning to think like a fourth grader already. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. I love it. And I love the next line when Sophia, Dorothy's talking about how she caught a cold and Sophia's dig at them. And she's like, I've seen them practice. They can't catch anything. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> so funny. It's really awesome. It's it, um, really awesome. it reminds me of, you know, I used to coach a little girl's um, basketball team for a couple years. Really? And yeah. I loved it. I loved doing it. And they well, I do remember like this. Was this randomly... when I first met you? Yeah, probably. I do remember that. that. Yes. They would place you randomly in age brackets. So like, when we first started doing it, we had, like, the 10 through 12, which are, like, you know, they know how to play. Like, it's it gets competitive, even, I would say. But yeah. one of the years, I had the, like, five and sixes, and it was so much fun. They were so cute, but they had no idea how to do anything. And oh, there was this course, one girl yeah. who, scared, <laughs> who scored on our own basket, like, three games in a row. And I like, was just, like all right whatever like she's gonna continue to celebrate but i feel like that's what it is like coaching these kids of, absolutely like, oh my if you God, like a naturally hilarious. athletic kid like sure they can make the basket or they can catch the ball but otherwise like they're just running around it's yeah so that's cute. all there is like and everybody all the same right because it's like i remember playing soccer like as a really really little kid and it's just everybody follows the ball entirely yeah. back and forth back and forth <laughs> it's like no nobody defense. knows what's going on it's just yeah exactly holy shit it's so oh, cute very it's cute so to amazing. imagine them doing this and rose getting pissed off she calls them absolutely like, i know whoa. that's that's a little it's a little rough yeah <laughs> oh my god i mean yeah I'll punch your stinking heart out and just all of the rage is great. And as you said before, it's always wonderful when you get the competitive rose, you know, and it's just, it's a uh, rose from, I, from moment. It's so yeah. funny. 
<laughs> so, yeah, good. so good we all changed our name to victor yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah the uh the the sandwich that she gives him and like you know i figured a nice cliche your age will work yeah you know, like everything that, that sophia does is so good and it's very it's really really cute uh, um all around even despite rose's rage at young children yeah i love it i like it a lot i think it's a really fun like goes nowhere obviously but a really fun beat story yes no it works really well it's very memorable right because it's yeah. like i it's it's hard to attach to this episode there's not a For lot sure. of like crossover or like merging of the two plots but it it works really well for a lot of levity for you know yet another blanche Devereux <laughs> crisis about her personality and looks etc and then just like a parting shot when she's like good thing for those palpitations otherwise you might never have known you even had it. oh my god like... i know she had me in my her corner exactly right, up right? <laughs> <laughs> and she uh, says you've had it in this like pouty yes. southern way oh god it's perfect uh, so great <laughs> she's such a bitch sometimes she's so great <laughs> <laughs> a good show i know oh my god all right well that wraps up blind date not the blind date blind date um <laughs> join us next time we're going to discuss temporary scarecrows and canaries breaking wind in lauderdale <laughs> <laughs> take care everyone